Hey guys, what's going on? This is KJ52 here, in case you didn't know. And uh, this is the Sunday night service with Pastor KJ52. If you got a question or comment or you have a prayer need, uh, feel free to drop it right below. I would love to um, pray for you or pray with you. Uh, but most importantly, I just wanted to dive right into um, just a text that a lot of us know, uh, but we may miss something in here. And so I've been going through a series on the life of David. Uh, we've been rocking this just about every Sunday night for the last couple weeks. And so I want to share with you about the principle of the five smooth stones, okay? Um, most people, whether you know the Bible or not, you've heard the term a David and Goliath story, meaning the story of the underdog, the story of someone against insurmountable odds, goes up against a giant challenge, and overcomes it. In this case, we're going to actually look at uh, that story, the story of David and Goliath, um, but maybe in a way you didn't see it from a perspective you might not have seen. For those that don't know what I'm talking about, well, there's a guy uh, in the Bible, his name was David. And at the time of this story, he was nothing more than a shepherd boy. Um, and in a lot of ways, he was kind of down and out. And if you know anything about his backstory, you know that he had a lot of issues and beef uh, with his older brothers. And I kind of did a backstory look into that, and I couldn't really figure out why. A lot of people believe that the reason why David um, was not counted with his brothers was that he was the child of an illegitimate uh, relationship. And so his brothers didn't want him around because essentially he was heir to possible of the throne, or heir to the uh, inheritance of his father. And anything about sibling rivalry, uh, if you know, it doesn't always go good for the runt or the youngest. So we pick up this story with um, David going to the battle lines. And at this time, Saul, who's the king of Israel, he was considered the tallest man in Israel. He was the, probably the best looking, et cetera, et cetera. And David's nothing more than a shepherd boy. He's going to the battle lines to go give his brothers uh, some food and to check on to see how things are going. And in this particular story, it's interesting because he goes to check in and one of his older brothers is like, what are you doing up here? Like, I know who you are. You're arrogant. You're conceited. You just want the glory for yourself. And his brother really shuts him down. And uh, David's kind of like, dude, what did I do, right? And essentially what is happening is they're doing uh, representation combat, meaning one person comes from one side, one person comes from the other side, whoever wins, and that side wins. And in this case, this is a big old dude by the name of Goliath. We don't know how tall he was, but we know that he was definitely infinitely taller than those around him. Some people say that at the time he might have only been seven feet, six feet tall, uh, or he may have been as tall as nine feet. It doesn't really matter. The point being is that he was a scary looking guy and nobody wanted to deal with him every time he comes to the battle lines people are like not today i'm not going after him and king saul keeps up in the ante basically he says if anybody will beat this guy i'm going to exempt his family from taxes and i'm going to give him my uh, first uh daughter in marriage all this brings us to the point where david's like this guy i'm not scared of him you have to understand, David at this time had been out in the fields uh, basically looking after the sheep, but he had fought the bear, he had fought the lion, um, and so David was really used to fighting uh, enemies that were bigger than him. And so I want to share this story with you today because you might be up against an enemy or a situation or a circumstance that feels bigger than you. You're facing a Goliath. Every one of us is dealing with something today that leaves us shook in our boots, or I should say leaves those around us shaken. And we have to make a decision of what we're going to do. And so in this case, um, David's like, let me at him. Let me go get him. Uh, I've, beat, I've beat dudes like this before, uh, except they just happened to be hairier. They were a bear and they were a lion. 
and he goes to uh, Saul, and Saul puts him up in all kinds of armor and loads him down. He says, this is how you got to fight, and David's trying to walk around. He's like, I can't fight like this. He's like, I don't know how to fight with all this armor on. I've never done it this way. And this is something to be said that when it comes time to fight our Goliath, there's going to be a lot of people and a lot of advice that's going to tell us how we're supposed to do it. But you are a unique creation. God has created you uniquely, and he's given you a purpose and a very real, real purpose reason. And so with all that being said, um, fight your way. Fight the way that God gave you, okay? All this leads up to the point, and this is the scripture that I want you guys to kind of kind of look at, uh, look a little deeper into. I mean, the battle lines are about to happen. It's about to go down. And the only way David knows how to fight is with his sling and with a stone. Now, we think a slingshot, we're thinking of like some six-year-old kid with like a rubber band pulling her back like, that's not the way a slingshot actually worked for a shepherd. A shepherd's sling was a long rope and at the end was a pouch and then another rope. And so you put the rock at the bottom and you'd swing it around like this and then you'd let go of one of the ropes and it would shoot that rock like incredibly fast, hundreds of miles an hour. I mean, this thing was deadly. And if all David had done for most of his life is swing that thing around and just take shots and stuff all day long, he's a pretty deadly dude. And as the saying goes, don't bring a knife to a gunfight. David essentially had a gun. Goliath just had a knife. All this to be said, um, I share this story with you guys is because when David went to go and get uh, ready to fight Goliath, it says he went to a stream and he pulled out five smooth stones from that stream. And in the story, a lot of times we like to be David, right? We want to be the underdog. We want to be the guy that like won it all. Um, but I want you to imagine for a second, and this is just a metaphor. This is nothing more than a symbol. Um, imagine if in the story you're not David. Imagine if in the story you're actually one of the rocks that David used. Okay, now hold on. Listen to what I'm going with. That rock that sat in that stream that David used, because eventually David picks that thing up. He puts it in his sling bag. He swings it around. Hits David, uh, hits Goliath right in the eyes. Goliath is out, right? That rock, or that that stone, started off as a rock, right? It was a giant boulder, possibly. And over time, as it sat in the stream, as the waters washed over it, as the stream, as it sat there, that thing went from some giant rock all the way down to a smooth stone. Okay. Now, I'm sharing this is because in life. We are going to face difficulties. We are going to face problems. We're going to face issues. We're going to go up against things that seem insurmountable. And oftentimes, we think we're ready. And oftentimes, we want to be used by God in a major way. But we fail to understand the process of smoothing out all the rough spots in our lives, okay? Um, that rock that was used to slay Goliath had sat in that stream for the right amount of time to become the right amount of weight and in the perfect timing of David, he reaches down, he picks it up, and he uses it. Often, we get frustrated because we don't feel like God's moving fast enough in our situations. Often, we feel like, well, God, you know, I'm ready to be used by you, or I'm ready to go, or I'm ready to face this thing. And God's like, you're not ready yet. You're still a rough boulder. You are still dealing with things that need to be smoothed out, okay? We have areas of sin in our lives. We have character issues in our lives. We have character flaws. We have blind spots. We have trauma from our past. We have all kinds of stuff that is still causing rough spots in our lives, right? And God wants to use us in a major way, but we have to be willing to sit in the stream. Now, what do I mean by sitting in the stream? 
I'm talking about going through the fire. I'm going through I'm talking about going through the junk that life throws at us. God forbid that you pray for patience because God's going to put you in a situation where you're going to have to have some. Okay? Today, there are rough spots in your life. There are areas that God, if you're submitted to his will, he wants to to smooth out. He wants to get rid of. He wants to have areas in your life that he can uh, let you die to your flesh, die to yourself, die to your ways, die to the things that you want. And the more that we come to the point of doing that, we are going to find that he is going to continue to break us down, smooth us out, and bring us to the point where we can be used. Okay. And the beauty of this story is that in David's timing, he plucks out the stone. Well, the stone didn't jump out of the water and go, hey, David, I'm ready. Let's go. The stone had to sit there and wait. And this is a frustrating thing. Many of us are in a waiting period. We're waiting on God to show up. We're waiting on God to set, uh, to, to use us. We're waiting on God to just show up and show out. And that's frustrating. That's hard to deal with, right? But God moves in his timing, not our timing. And so I just want to encourage you today. If you're waiting on something, if you're struggling with something, if you're dealing with something and you feel like God ain't moving fast enough, let me just tell you on his behalf, he always moves in his perfect timing. And if he hasn't moved yet, it might be because you still got some rough spots that got to get smoothed out, okay? You're not alone. You can make it. He is in control. He is exactly who he says he is. He is exactly who he says he'll be. He will provide. He guarantees it. But all things work together for the good, for those that love him and are called according to his purpose, okay? So I'm going to grab a couple questions, a couple comments, whatever you want to drop. Drop it below. Uh, if you have any prayer needs, drop it below. I'd love to take a minute just to pray for that. Uh, you are uh, a fearfully and wonderfully made creation who has a purpose and has a plan. But sometimes we got to trust in his process. Okay? we got to trust in his timing. we got to trust that he's working on our behalf. That he is going to continue to provide exactly how we think he is. I should say exactly the way he thinks he will. Not necessarily always the way we will. Okay? All right? Let me give you just one more minute. Any other questions, any other comments, drop it below. Otherwise, I'm just going to take a minute just to pray for you guys, all right? Father, thank you so much. Thank you for those that have tuned in. I pray for everyone that's going through the process of the refining process. It sucks. It's hard to deal with sometimes. It's frustrating. Sometimes we're waiting on God to come through, and it just seems like he's taking forever. But God, help us to have patience. Help us to have trust. Help us not to worry. Help us not to get stressed. Help us to find you in the midst of all of this. Help us to see you uh, when it doesn't make sense. Help us to trust you. Help us to know you better. You are in control of every circumstance. And I lift that up about everybody that's on this right now. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, you guys. Have a great day. I love you. God bless you. Uh, go check out my Patreon, patreon.com forward slash KJ52. And I uh, just dropped a new single a couple weeks ago called Undefeated uh, for anybody that's dealing with some stuff. All right? Peace out.